All right, and we're going out to Milwaukee. The Games and Grub podcast. Hey, well, what do we call this? Grubs and Games? Games and Grubs? Games and Grubs. So, Games and Grubs. All right. Games and Grubs. Best podcast on the planet. How are we doing? Thanks for supporting the Games and Grub. Shout out. Games and Grub Radio. Friendship with the Games and Grub podcast. Welcome yeah. to Games and Grub. I appreciate your patience tonight. It's been a moment since I've done some public speaking. Fun nowadays is, you know best to keep quiet but uh sometimes you just gotta let it out young angel and young lion you know what it is uh look i'm the property of october i ain't drive here i got chauffeur it's a sunny saturday here in milwaukee wisconsin welcome your ears inside the marquette radio studios once again here in beautiful Johnston Hall, Aiden Hatton alongside Zach Passios. Welcome to Games and Grubs, Zach. How are you? Just an absolute beautiful day today, Aiden. Milwaukee, it's popping. Sun's out. Temp's up a little bit from the past couple weeks of cold. It's going to be a great day. We walked outside this morning, and the sun almost blinded us. We couldn't. We weren't almost weren't able to do the show. No winter jackets, although... I'm, we came out with the winter out. jackets on. Came out, yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. Came out with the winter jackets. Heat stroke almost after that because it was it was like what is it forty three? Forty three as old oh as Tom Brady. So I need my water next to me. I got obviously no food or drink in the studio, but <laughs> having the sun out just changes the feeling. Because I got to be honest, waking up it was hard waking up this morning, but once you open the blinds or I didn't open the blinds I just opened up the door once we got to the car and realized that are we at the end of this are we at the end of Ooh, I don't know any more snow? Milwaukee winters are relentless Aiden I mean I, I, I know, know we saw some grass today but that that isn't a sign I think it'll just go away again I I am I'm kind of on your side I think it's a little bit of a tease and you can't get your hopes up especially at the end of winters I've, I have trouble getting my hopes up at the end of games, even when Marquette basketball is up by 16 against North Carolina. I still think they're somehow going to blow it. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a bunch of NBA. we got a bunch of football. Manscaped ads. How about changing your jersey number for the team mascot? Pfizer Forum Food. They're letting fans back in the building. And much, much more. We'll take all your phone calls at 414-288-7091. That's 414 414- 288-7091 and on Instagram and Twitter both at GrubMUR. Zach, we have to start where we have to start with the Marquette basketball team. A big win against those Tar Heels on Wednesday, a game that you know we did the show on Saturday. Didn't know that that game was going to be scheduled until that later afternoon. No, we did mention that there was a possibility of scheduling a game, and the fact that they could pull in North Carolina off of, of such late notice and an away game. Um, North Carolina seem, seemed to be desperate for a couple games there. They had Northeastern the week before, another short, short-sighted game. And it was at, at the Dean Smith Center. So Dawson Garcia was excuse me, the breadwinner with 24 points and 11 rebounds. DJ Carton, 17 points, five assists, 83 to 70, the final score. It was really pretty much a wire-to-wire win by Marquette. You saw, you had Garrison Brooks of North Carolina with 18. You had RJ Davis with 11, who our friend Ike Eke pointed out, almost went to Marquette. He visited about five different times on campus, but you had 
again, the main scores for Marquette, 24 for Garcia, 17 for DJ Carden, and then a guy I want to talk about, Greg Elliott, 15 points, 3 for 5 from 3, 4 for 9 from the field, played 31 minutes. This is his second game in a row st- in the starting lineup. Takes out Jamal Kane, who was previously in the starting lineup. Uh, Kobe McEwen, Kobe, this time. So, oh. so McEwen plays 23 minutes, but he finishes with five points, two for four from the field. But Greg, on the other hand, Elliott, 15 points, four steals, four for nine from the field, and makes three three-pointers as well. I think this is one of Wojo's master strokes this year in a year that he hasn't had a ton of master strokes, obviously, being 11 and 12. Taking Kobe McEwen out of the starting lineup, I think, is a choice you have to make. It's, Be- it's bold. A it's senior. very bold. What are your thoughts on Kobe McEwen? Because I was just had a friend, uh, our Marquette radio colleague, Mikey Walsh, yesterday. He used to host Hello Milwaukee right after us here on Marquette Radio. And he is on the pulse with the team. He knows what's going on. I, I, I trust his thoughts and opinions, or I respect his thoughts and opinions on the team. And he had a lot to say about Kobe McEwen. What do you have to say about him potentially being in the starting lineup or not? Hey, man, if, if you watch Kobe, you can see he shines at the end of games. More often than not, his first halves are kind of, mm, I don't know how you would say it, not, just not as good as the second halves. He plays well in the second half of games, and I don't think he contributes as much to the team as players like Greg Elliott, Jamal Kane, that can make that extra pass instead of taking that shot. Although Kobe is a fantastic three-point shooter, and he's great on the free throw line, I think it's better better that Wojo keep him out and, and let the ball move a little bit more freely without a lot of dribbling. I agree almost 100%. I think his sort of shelf life with the team has gone down over the past two years, and he, he along with Marcus Howard, was in – amazing three-point combination last year and those were some of the best two shooters in the Big East but his game this year and and we even saw flashes of it last year he plays with passion which I'll never discount a player for but it can sometimes be to his detriment and having 23 minutes in this game he's obviously the next man up off the bench you had the other two guys Marquette there was an eight-man rotation you had McEwen off the bench and you also had Samir Torrance and Jose Perez who Another guy I potentially give a few seconds to because he probably has done something in practice to get some playing time in the last five games or so. But anyway, Greg Elliott, a guy who even you met every broadcaster you see that's on a Marquette game, you hear him say every teammate loves Greg Elliott and every teammate is excited when he scores and he's just that kind of spark plug for the team. And let's face it, even if Marquette these last – Three, four games is just plain spoiler to a team like UConn today at 1.30 afternoon, uh, 1.30 Central Time, 2.30 Eastern over on Fox. Uh, that game at UConn, if they're just playing spoiler to teams in the next three, four games or so before the Big East Tournament or potentially the NIT, um, maybe make it a run at the NCAA Tournament. If that's, a, if that's, if that's the role they're going to play, then I think you keep Greg Elliott in there because I think it's been – a clear, clear change in efficiency. And I applaud Wojo for actually making the making the change. So you said first game against um, Creighton, it was, uh, excuse me, Jamal Kane coming out of the starting lineup. Now it's McEwen both times trying to get Greg Elliott into the starting five. Yeah, so. Greg, Greg worked hard for that spot after, after two years of injuries. And oh. 
and being able to come back. And you know what the best part is, Aiden? He's got another year. He's got another year. He's got year. a whole other year. So Wojo could be working on a lineup right now for next year, trying to figure it out. You know we're going to keep him. We've already t- had that conversation. Wojo's coming back. Might as well <laughs> get a group of, of guys that can also come back. You think about that starting lineup. It was a great point that you brought up. So the five that – could this be a five, fans, that he could be working with for next year? Dawson Garcia, Jamal Minus Kane. Theo, of course. So Jamal Kane and Theo John are pending – graduating seniors we don't know another, they might have another year of might have another year so the ncaa gave all winter athletes one more year based off the covid19 pandemic so would jamal kane and or theo john take that extra year we'll see uh i don't think you should be waiting and you know rubbing your fingers rubbing your hands together and waiting and you know i'm trying to think of the other idiom but dj carton Greg Elliott, Dawson Garcia. Um, hey, you throw Justin Lewis in that rotation for next Justin year? You throw Justin Lewis in there? Hey, man. And Big you East, got- watch out. Big East is legit. I think this game proved it, too. We were talking about that a little bit. The UNC, last week we talked ACC basketball. No one's really doing <laughs> superb. Their bottom half's awful. There's no such thing of that in the Big East. The Big East is top to bottom, has some great teams, and it showed it in this game where Marquette came into – to North Carolina and took care of business. We got I had some I had a family member watching the game who I they were happy that Marquette obviously took the win. Said what happened to Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, NC State, those those blue bloods of college basketball. So um speaking of family, I know I got uh Nina, Trisha, and Nana listening right on Pitcher's Way and Hyannis. Shout out to you guys who listened in the first fifteen minutes of the show. We love it. 414-288-7091 on Twitter at GrubMUR, Instagram GrubMUR. And it's it's a little bit of a different league uh, in NCAA basketball this year, whether it be because of coronavirus or, or such. But last year you saw that number one and number two spot move almost every week in the first five, six weeks of the season. And you haven't seen them move. Oh Gonzaga's God. been there Gonzaga, since. Gonzaga, Baylor have been there since Since day, day one, one. yeah. Um, and in the Big East, you were just talking about the standings. So Villanova is up by a half game right now against Creighton at 10-2 and two in the conference, 15-3 and three overall. Creighton sitting at 13-4 and four in the Big East, which is just unbelievable. 17-5 and five overall. And you got Seton Hall two and a half games back and UConn at three. And then Xavier at four games back. And that's where most of the NCAA tournament experts have put the league at. Four teams, maybe five, in uh, Xavier and UConn are right around the bubble-ish. And if Marquette, I mentioned it today, if Marquette can pull this pull this win off beat and beat UConn today, that would be a big, big hit to UConn's NCAA tournament hopes. So if they're playing spoiler by the end of this year, I know our third co-host, Brian Gallagher, not with us today, he's a huge fan of playing spoiler teams playing spoiler and that kind of how it how it ratchets up a team's sort of playing style. Hey, if you got a if you got a reason to play and if that's the end of another team's season, you don't like that team, you're gonna take it and and you're gonna try to run through them. Here's a side theory about the team that I want to bring up, and it's not necessarily 100 percent related to basketball, but it is related to Marquette. So we just talked about the big win, 8370, on Wednesday. Thursday, 
another big Marquette news thing happens. The announcement of the business school renderings and the board of trustees approving the groundbreaking. Dr. Lovell and the administration comes in on Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon and reveals the plan. Do you think... Is that directly after the game? Do you think there's any correlation the next day? And yes, I'm, yes, I'm well aware that they finished the $60 million funding on February 11th, which, by the way, is the one-year anniversary of uh, Dean Joe Daniels' death. May he rest in peace. But do you think there's any correlation between Marquette stock being at an all-time high after you beat North Carolina, next day, you just want to raise it more. Let's announce the business school next day right after a big Marquette basketball win. I took a uh, professional communications course here, Aiden, and I've, I've heard of a theory where you stack you stack good things on top of the other. When you're already in the spotlight, right. you use it to propel yourself upwards. I don't know. It seems, it seems like they're kind of trying to do that, and it seems like I don't know if it worked very much. The student body would have heard it either <laughs> way, but... Yeah, man, that's it, interesting. It obviously won't. It's obviously super exciting for us business majors. Um, not necessarily a university-wide type. Oh yeah, it is. I think it is. Absolutely so? is. Yep, right on the heart of campus. It gives campus a whole new vibe with uh, a new academic building on the what is it north side of campus. Northern side of Wisconsin yep, Avenue. Northern yep. side of Wisconsin. Yeah, I gotta have that tattooed in my brain. Right, and then. Beautiful building, by the way. Includes a full cafe, event center, um, aim, aim rooms, uh, everything there they want in the building. Each uh, each major within the College of Business will have their own kind of sector in the building, which will be pretty cool. And it's just a great time to be a Marquette business student and a Marquette student in general after that big win against North Carolina and also a big win if you're a Marquette alumnus or alumna, all the way up to major ages, too. You mentioned it. Duke even loved that win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So if you missed this, this is probably my favorite tweet I saw all week. Right after the game ends, Duke men's basketball, at Duke MBB. You could look, go look it up there. Or maybe we'll retweet it from our Games and Grub account. Just a simple gif of back to 1990s. Steve Wojciechowski at Duke hugging Mike Krzyzewski after a game. And the, the correlation is Duke obviously hates Carolina. Marquette and Wojo beat Carolina. Wojo hugs Coach K back from 1995 all the way back in that beautiful gif. So we'll retweet that right now from our Games and Grub account at GrubMUR. You can go watch that. And get a good laugh out of it, because I know some people who did. And what's the uh, the best food you ate this week? The best food I ate this week. I'm going to have to go with my panini sandwich Ooh. from... Made on? The George Foreman Grill. George Foreman. So if, if Mrs. Passios is listening, your gift is being put to use. I know... Uh, he doesn't want to. Zach doesn't want to mention it at all. But thank you for the gift, George Foreman. Underappreciated asset, I think, in the sandwich game, the cooking meat game. Oh, the yeah. Isn't I, put, I would a, say my, my Swiss Army knife. My best meal this uh, 
this week was also made on the George Foreman. I uh, got a new spice rub, Aiden, and put it on some chicken and just grilled Ooh. it up. Mm-mm. What about you? What's your pick for best food of the week? I think that's what it was. I think that's what I got. That's it? So there you go. There's our – and I'm sure, like we mentioned, everyone not only has their favorite food that they ate this week, but a lot of people were – ready and and finally ready to get a big Marquette win all the way from donors to alumni to students of all ages and speaking of all ages all ages can can be athletes is that is that right so you saw this story out of ABC 7 out in Los Angeles of another great sports story of all ages Take this over for me. A grandmother in Australia yeah, tackles a Yeah, an, an Aussie grandmother just decided she didn't want to give up her wallet. If you want to look it up right now, I'm sure it's the first thing that'll come up if you look up Australian grandmother. Um, a thief tries to take her pocketbook or her wallet, and he gets away, and he starts running. It might, might have been the saddest thief I've ever seen in my life <laughs> because the grandmother comes running after him and drags him down. And they they have a little couple seconds on the ground where they're struggling over the the wallet. And finally, they go off screen. The grandmother ends up retaining the wallet and walks away like nothing happened, like an absolute boss. Must have been the saddest thief I've ever seen in my life. I'm watching the video as we speak. I would definitely suggest you watch it if you're at home. Gets up and takes the... (laughs) Gets up and just takes the... Takes it. Security video shows this suspect wearing flip-flops running away. I guess that's that might be handbag. that might be something you're not supposed to do when you steal from someone wearing flip-flops. Maybe think of putting on sneakers. I mean, in Australia, I mentioned it was Los Angeles. This is a Los Angeles news site, but it was in Australia this this story. This Robert They don't charge. mess around down there. So the thief, you know, took off in his truck, but he was later arrested on a robbery charge. So she gets him in a headlock. They they wrestle in the parking lot, like Zach said, beautiful uh, sort of gym dance play-by-play. And she grabs her bag back, even pulls off the guy's shirt and the flip-flop. And then the best part, she manages to keep the bag. Thief gets away from the tackle, sort of a beautiful horse-collar tackle. You might be flagged 15 yards for the horse-collar tackle. Sorry, Grandma. But the best part, I think, of this, she even tossed the flip-flop back to him here take this i don't need it antoine winfield giving the peace sign to tyreek hill how about the taunt just take your flip-flop back i don't need it and then walks away like nothing happened so calm as can be was this at a birthday celebration i'm not sure where it was okay so the last line of this article it wasn't the best way for her to end her birthday celebration at the bar Oh, so if she was at the bar, might have been her birthday. her birthday. What a birthday win there! The she- woman suffered cracked ribs, cuts, and bruises, but the thief was arrested on a robbery charge. <sighs> if this was her birthday, that's a whole new wrinkle. Having, <laughs> like you said, either the worst or best birthday ever. Which one is it? Uh, I can't tell. A couple of crap cracked ribs doesn't take away that she took that dude down. Took his shirt off, threw his flip-flop back at him, and kept her bag. I mean, not much you can do after that. That's a win. In the moment, it's probably a bad ending to the day. 
But 15 years later, even 15 seconds later, that, you know, even days later, you're going to laugh and be like, that was the best birthday ever. (laughs) So that's, those are our first two stories. Marquette basketball and grandmother tackles the thief. That's what we wanted to get to first. Let's take a quick break. Let's get to our best of games and grub moment from one year ago this week. And stop me if you've heard this before which you have if you've been a loyal listener. Aiden being the delivery boy for the group. If you missed this clip, here it is in all its glory. We'll be right back. No commercials. Way to go, Bridget. I say no. I, I have no problem come going out. Even like like the other week, he can be our delivery got a, boy. Got ourselves <laughs> a like San Giorgio pizza, and they didn't deliver. I was like, all right, fine. Aiden actually it. was my delivery boy for one day this semester. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, he went to go get pizza from. The, he likes pizza. Everyone yeah. knows Aiden likes pizza. He got really nice pizza from this place downtown, and I asked him to give me a cannoli. They didn't deliver, so we went down, bus down there, picked up a pizza and two cannolis, and brought it back to me. So yes, Aiden was my Uber Eats make, driver. That doesn't make me your delivery boy because yeah, I was no, in on the order. That no, was you, my you order. This dude, you brought this dude cannolis in bed. That's yeah. I would. I let you. I let you in on the order. It was my order. Then you brought it back to me. I gave you one cannoli. That did makes you, me your you, delivery did boy. He, did yeah, he give does. you a nice yeah, tip for sure? Did he give no, you a nice tip? No, I didn't pay him. Yeah, you did. It was like a seven dollar. For cannoli, the cannoli, it was money such a good cannoli. Hey man, it was a very good cannoli. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Welcome back. I am gonna defend that take to the bone. I had I, another cannoli this this week at Italy. Really good. You cannolis. did actually. Yeah, took those home. That was, was it. As good as San Giorgio pizzas. They're cannoli? close, man. I don't know. I like I like chocolate chips in my cannolis, and this one didn't. It was an original, clean ricotta. I don't think I've had a clean cannoli. Just like nothing without on it. chocolate chips. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's gotta be the right. It's gotta be the right place. Uh, and that's going to make me modern San Giorgio pizza again. Yeah. Get down to Boston. I am gonna, <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Use my cough button. I am going to vehemently defend myself and say I think I I would still stand by that and say I was not the delivery boy that. Was week. my delivery boy and also just yesterday he ordered food um and brought it from the door to my hands, which was perfect. I got some fries. Um Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, we did a uh, boy. We did a little sham. <laughs> so we did, I, I was, I was really in the mood for a Shamrock Shake. It was a big day yesterday for me. How was the Shamrock Shake? It was, it was as good as advertised. Maybe better than okay, I thought. Because we went. I know this you past guys week, went. We on went to Wednesday, three so. different McDonald's, and all, or we went to two. And the first two, first one was closed. Second one was, uh, ice cream machine didn't work. To and all the Marquette students, I think the one on Wisconsin Avenue closes at nine, or is it not twenty-four hours? No, it closes late. But just this week, I think they're doing uh, something business-oriented there because okay. they had some meetings in there when we went. Got it. Um, but we had to go to a third McDonald's, and instead of going to that McDonald's, Matt and I decided to hop out and got some tacos on the street by one of those taco trucks taco down trucks. National Avenue. Yep. Oh my. Oh my, Aiden. <laughs> Real good tacos. So the Shamrock Shake was 
somewhat disappointing, right? I thought it was. I thought they added a little bit too much syrup and not enough, I don't know, ice cream. And that sort of translates perfectly into our next story about chain food news. There was a lot of food news coming on at the end of the second segment um, where we are now. So the mint Oreo blizzard from Dairy Queen is taking a run at McDonald's Shamrock Shake. So Taste of Home Krista Garcia reports that McDonald's must be green with envy because Uh, the uh Shamrock Shake and the Oreo Shamrock McFlurry have taken a back seat. Winter blizzards are back at Dairy Queen. DQ's Blizzard of the Month in March will be the Mint Blizzard, Mint Oreo Blizzard. And I know, bless you, you've taken a couple trips to Dairy Queen. Yeah, we took one to Dairy Queen, and we got everything we wanted, and it just, I don't know, it was disappointing. It wasn't it wasn't what we were expecting. I guess Dairy Queen, I think this is what it is, Aiden. I think we boiled it down to Dairy Queen's better in the summer. Ooh. It just is. I don't, for some odd reason, you go to Dairy Queen in the summer, you don't, you don't do it in the winter. It just does that, doesn't work out. Does that make... Every ice cream joint better in the summer then? No. Or just Dairy just Queen? Just Dairy Queen. Just Dairy okay. Queen. Okay. I can get behind that. I think you kind of go up, at least where I'm from, the Dairy Queen closest. Stand, right? It's a stand. Yeah. So you get they're, they're closed usually for the winter. So I understand that. This was probably a bigger Dairy Queen. Like, yeah. It had an inside in. and you could walk in, but the drive-thru was open and we got everything we wanted. We even brought something back for you, I believe. Uh, yes, that's right. And I don't know. It just delivery boy i can't expect this mint oreo blizzard to be anything like the shamrock shake the shamrock shake took the world by storm when it first came out in what you want to guess 2015 what year 2015 no earlier Earlier? than that wow uh let's let's get the quick when did the shamrock shake i never really props to my mom i never really knew a lot of the menu items at mcdonald's when did the Shamrock Shakes come out? Oh. Oh. 90. What? So McDonald's. <laughs> in 2020. Anniversary. 2020 was the 50th anniversary. 70. So 1970 was the first year it came out. So 2020, it returned on the 19th of February. So this is similarly probably this week, the first week it, with the Shamrock Shake back in full swing. Yeah, and Colin, if you like Shamrock Shake or if you've tried this Mint Oreo Blizzard from Dairy Queen, 414-288-7091. Great little phone teaser. And I actually think that I might have to, I don't know if Dairy Queen is, you know, order or whatever. Yeah, we might have to try it out We ha- might have to. Tr- oh, no, it's starting in March, so it wouldn't okay. be able to. So it's so February March. 27th. So March we would. Um, Actually, We could March record 1st. that and do like a live a live review of it. Yeah, go on Instagram Live, do a little taste test at GrubMUR. Follow us there. It's a quick teaser. March 1st is Monday. So you got no leap year this year, right? So February 28th, tomorrow is the last day of February. A couple days. And then we'll start March with the Mint Oreo Blizzard. And it's a bright green mint color, obviously. Classic Dairy Queen soft serve, craveable Oreo pieces, and creme de menthe flavor. Creme de menthe. Can you help me out there? No idea. So it's similar to the DQ mint chip shake, but it's obviously with Oreo. So I don't know why. uh, Obviously, the mint Oreo, I think 
a lot of people would say is the best Oreo out there. I don't. I lean coffee more, Oreo. Coffee Oreo. I actually like the golden Oreo. I think the golden is probably one of the best. Oh, oh, the actual Oreo. The, the. Oh, I was talking like coffee Oreo ice cream. Oh, ice cream. Because it is ice coffee cream. Coffee Oreo. About. Yeah, you're getting me really stuck on ice cream because. Um, we just had breakfast. It's not even time <laughs> for ice cream yet. So the Oreo Shamrock uh, McFlurry came out. Like we mentioned, McDonald's had that 50th anniversary last year of the um, Shamrock Shake, and they introduced the Oreo Shamrock McFlurry. I don't know if that's back in 2021, but that might be as – yeah, no, the Shamrock Shake just has its mystique. I was going to say that might look even better. So McDonald's in the news, Dairy Queen in the news – sort of a McDonald's versus Dairy Queen ice cream fast food type beef. It's the Chicken Wars Part 2. It's the Chicken Wars Part 2. Well, if you want to see Chicken Wars Part 3, Dunkin' versus Starbucks is back in the news this week. Dunkin' and Starbucks both put together a couple new menu items, and Starbucks also has to do with Shamrock. Oh, no. So Starbucks' secret menu... Just introduced another one, thanks to Taste of Home, Christy Garcia, who's on the pulse with these news this week. Starbucks Shamrock Tea just hit the secret menu for St. Patrick's Day. So... Only on St. Patrick's Day? It's unofficially Shamrock Shake season, as Christy Garcia writes. And even though McDonald's has introduced the return date of the Shamrock Shake and the Shamrock McFlurry. Okay, so this was written... Uh, February 19th, so we got... Both of them are out. So both of them are out. Thank you, Krista. Shamrock Tea is hiding in plain sight, she writes, at Starbucks. So how do I get the Shamrock Tea? You start by ordering an iced venti green tea latte made with coconut milk. Then you ask for two scoops of vanilla bean powder and a splash of lemonade. That makes the creamy iced lime green beverage, lemony twist on a classic green tea latte. You could also order it hot. So matcha drinks aren't the only green-hued beverages on Starbucks menu. So the Starbucks also added the pistachio latte. So you can go green pretty much any time of the year. But Shamrock, they're going right after McDonald's. McDonald's is just taking pot shots from Dairy Queen from Starbucks. Who knows what's next? Who knows what's next? Wendy's is going to start tweeting from their crazy (laughs) beef Twitter account. Uh, Burger King here in Marquette, Milwaukee, they're going to start going crazy. So Shamrock Tea, I'm not not as much of a tea guy. That's a no for me. You're probably a bigger tea guy than I am, right? And you think it's a no? No. So iced green tea latte with coconut milk. Do people have tea with milk? Yeah. Two scoops of I vanilla do. bean powder and a splash of lemonade. Someone try it out because we're not going to. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's the best way to end that one. And Starbucks versus Dunkin'. I just mentioned how does Dunkin' fit in? We'll see right after we get to our first caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, it's Kenny and Sydney. <laughs> Kendall and Sydney. All right. You know what this means, folks. What does it mean, Aiden? I think the girls know what it means, too. NARP of the week. It's time for NARP of the week. 
Our roommates are D1 athletes. We're not. We're NARPs. That stands for a non-athletic regular person. So who was the NARP of the week? After much consideration and much debate this week. It's time. Our NARP of the week choice was... For NARP of the week. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right, girls. Who was the NARP of the week? Okay. Um, our rationale here. So... Brian and Matt are both out of town, so they haven't done anything narpy here that we have seen. Um, Zach and Aiden, I hate to say it, but neither of you guys have done anything like Whoa. outstandingly narpy this week either. So we're giving it to Sydney. She ran two miles yesterday, and her running watch died during her run. I think that. <laughs> so how do we know that it was two miles? How do we know if it was two miles? Great point. <laughs> it was her first run in months. All right, that's pretty narpy. Congrats, Sydney. Right. Narp of the week. Sydney, you Sydney, know. you're on the line. How do you feel? You know, um, my lungs still hurt, but, you know, we're vibing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had boy. to do it for the title. <laughs> oh, man, what are you going to do with uh, your famous yeah, week you of going, glory? You going down to Disney World now? Um, yeah, I feel like Dairy I'm not going to treat myself. big. <laughs> Congratulations. Dinner's on her tonight. Shout out. Uh, Again, we may question the perception of Legitimacy. Thank you. Of that, but we'll have have an audit. I believe she might have earned it. We'll see. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll figure it out here for the next uh, hour left on the show or change. Hour and change or so. Get someone else to call in then. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Kendall. Thank you very much, guys. All right. So that's it for NARP of the week. And just a quick, I'll leave the music going before it ends. We've had some problems with the perception that the legitimacy of it lately. Are we going to question it? I don't, I don't, I mean, she did run two whole miles. (laughs) I mean, we don't know that it was two whole miles because the watch cut off during the middle of it. But that seems pretty NARPy for a first thing to do during not running for a while and then just deciding to run. That's like if I decided to go to the gym and start lifting weights. Oh, here we go. We got another caller. All right. Next caller is on the air. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, it's Joe from Toronto. How you doing? Joe, he's back. Good, Joe. How you doing? <laughs> Good. I just, I don't know if, if the voting is closed day, but uh, I want consideration for an of the week. Uh, you... I just set a personal best in the five mile. The five really? mile. Where do you run that? I, 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 I just set a personal best. It was uh, three miles. Three miles, nice. Well, in the five mile. Yeah. It's impressive. Yeah, that's my personal best on a five, so I'm working my way up there. Also, um, if you can't order your morning drink in one or two sentences, you shouldn't be ordering that drink. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I if you got to go double-double venti latte with a hint of this and a thing of that, that's a meal. Okay? <laughs> the so other... just... Uh, just know that you have to be able to order it. It should be like Dunkin's, a medium regular. <laughs> With the H. You see what I'm saying? R- a, a medium regular. R E G. How many? How, how many words half is too many? Medium, half and half. That's that's good. If you get into. Uh, a green with the lemonade and the venti and the things you're wasting your you're wasting your life away. You know, okay? what, you know, Joe. The other great way I've heard to describe it is the number of syllables. How many syllables you add to it? So, medium regular, 
Meet him half and half. Well, I'm glad you thought about it. I'm glad that some of your co-hosts there aren't ordering this kind of stuff. <laughs> we okay. will not be ordering the shamrock tea. Don't worry. All right. Take care. Brush your hair. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Joe. Take care. Brush your hair. <laughs> Where is that coming from? You know what? He had a point, and we didn't bring it up much, but I said I was never going to order it. Yeah. Is I, it too I many words, never... though? Is it too many words to go into? I don't even like walking into Dunkin' and saying whatever stupid thing they whatever have on the menu. Soup. So what would you get at Dunkin' then, for example? Like, if you're, if I'm sorry, but if you go up to the counter and say, I want a Dunkachino, like, come on. Oh, this, come you're on. so wrong on no, this. this. I'm sorry. You're so Dunkachino, wrong. Dunkachino, like. I remember, I remember being Maybe if at you're home. five years old. I remember being, what's your beef with the Dunkachino? I don't know. I just got some beef with it. Why? Sounds just, call it a hot chocolate mix with a coffee. Why you gotta put a name on it? Okay, so you're that much of a, you can't be a, you know, wh- oh, so why don't, the why don't names. we call a shamrock shake the green vanilla shake? Yeah, why is it, why is it green vanilla? Why does it have 80 things with Dunkachino rolls better. Shamrock shake with the alliteration rolls better. I don't know what beef you got with the Dunkachino. I was at home and during winter break. If you walk into a Dunkin' and say I want a Dunkachino, I'm gonna laugh at you. I please do because I I remember being at home. I love the things too. And I I remember there was a pot of coffee and there was some leftover hot chocolate as well. Made a little homemade Dunkachino. And I remember walking around the kitchen thinking of you because I remember you had this take last semester. I don't think it was on radio. I, I just we don't just wanna say it out loud. Home. I don't want, you don't want to be the person saying it out loud. Similar to the, you don't want to want to be the person saying eight different things when you order your Starbucks beverage. I, I genuinely agree with the second half. Like when I'm at Starbucks and I know but you're that a coffee nerd. I, I, so, I am. So I understand when you walk into Starbucks that, you know, you wouldn't, you don't want to be the guy, especially if it's a long line during COVID. It's been a little different. There's, there hasn't been as many long lines, but you don't want to walk in and be the guy with, you know, can I get the sugary filled blah, 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 especially with people behind you. But the Dunkachino, it's okay. four syllables. You're getting coffee and hot chocolate. It's not like you're, you know, adding four pumps of warm vanilla syrup or, you know, a splash of lemonade like our man Joe from Toronto just said. So I think I think you, I think you got to differentiate. You know me. what? You know what solves both our problems here? What? It's called an app. And you just order online and you pick it up. No interaction with human beings. It's kind of sad. Think about it because yeah. you want you want to talk to someone. It's healthy to talk to people every day. Order your coffee. Know the people at your place like you do at Canary and, yep. and all the places. It's, it's fun, but sometimes you just got to be in a rush and you order it on your phone, pick it up, and leave. Well, here's the, here's the flip side. Do you think people at Starbucks or Dunkin' have any problem reading you know, you can put like special directions. Yo, inside, you can like, go or whatever. in depth. You can write essays on those coffees. You can put two cream, one sugar, three of this, four of that. All right, now I would, I would, I kind of wonder what Joe from Toronto would have to say about that. Because if you're not saying ordering. it, yeah, as long as you're not saying it, maybe it's a little bit better. Interesting. And that's my theory on the Dunkachino. As long as you're not saying it, you can order it online but if you're not saying it, it's, it's fine like the, it's like the secret word you just can't say it what what uh, word it's like the, the, the don't d, say it the d word there you go wow i'm not gonna ban the d word from you're saying Games the d word I'm it sounds like ban, you're banning it i'm not gonna ban dunkachino right. from games and grub lore games and grub dictionary 
because I got no problem with it. Maybe I'll get myself a Dunkachino for lunch with with whatever I'm eating, and then at night get myself a Dairy Queen. Oh no, we can't. We can't get the <laughs> can't get the March uh, Blizzard. But Duncan was also in the news, not for their Dunkachinos, but for their new product that they're inspiring from jelly beans. That's right. Coffee-inspired jelly beans. So this one came out earlier this week from Lauren Naru at Taste of Home. Easter candy, not just for kids. These limited-edition jelly beans, perfect for Dunkin' Coffee lovers. So if Joe from Toronto is a big Dunkin' loyalist or whatever, you're a big Dunkin' guy, we're all we're all Boston folk here. Except for Joe from Toronto, who's oh from he's Toronto. actually t- from Toronto. I'm sorry, um, Toronto. They got uh, Tim Hortons up there, so that's a big thing. Buffalo and uh, Greater New York area. Shout but out Kobe McEwen too. Shout out Kobe. Shout out uh, yeah, Kobe McEwen. Uh, who else do we know? We got we got a couple of Toronto. Shout out to Drake, who was on our uh, morning GIF on our Twitter account at GrubMUR teasing the show today. But back to these jelly beans. Special bag, perfect for all the Dunkin' Coffee lovers. Dunkin' has collaborated with Frankfurt Candy to introduce iced coffee-flavored jelly beans. So you got five flavors inspired by the iced coffee flavors at Dunkin'. Ready? French vanilla, hazelnut, caramel latte, butter pecan, or pecan, however you say it, and toasted coconut. Can I spend a minute on pecan for a sec? Yeah. Pecan, pecan. How do people differentiate? Are you a? That's what not do you say? that. I wouldn't have a take on that. I you can't. Uh, I'd kind of get over it. It's not that big of a issue to me. And and caramel too, because I'll probably caramel, get a bunch of backlash. Caramel. Caramel. You know what? We could put out two. Uh, two polls. Yeah, two polls on our on Twitter. our Twitter account. How do you vote? Is it caramel or caramel? And you just can't. Uh, you can't differentiate. So, also just saw. Uh, get on the Twitter timeline and see our friend Jenny Fisher, who's rocking it in the NBA G League bubble right now down in Orlando, at Jenny Lynn Fish. She tweets, my favorite part of the bubble is wearing my one MUBB shirt and Miles Powell walking by in his Seton Hall sweatshirt, and you really don't even need me to finish telling how this story goes. Sorry, I'm a terrible reader, but that was that was a fun tweet. But yeah, back the G League's this. going off. The G League's going off, so two of our best games and grub friends, John Fanta and Jenny Fisher. Isn't that funny how they both come together in the G League? And even, hey, who knows, a couple of years, Pentelis could be there. We could have, oh a, we could have a group full of uh, games and grub loyalists on the G League basketball. Man. So John Fanta is killing it on the play-by-play side of things um, with fellow Fox Sports alum Kim Adams and then Jenny Fisher on the social media, digital, digital content, yeah. digital side. Creating great content. Great content. She, One of her video, one of her TikToks about her daily life in the bubble went viral um, outside of just her normal followers. So um, that's a great side point. And we'll introduce on Twitter a couple polls about caramel, about pecan. You realize both of those have the ah sounds, the caramel or and then the pecan, pecan. Um, I say caramel, pecan, caramel. But anyway, didn't you say caramel? It depends caramel. on what you're getting. No. Or no, you just always say caramel. Caramel. And what about butter, blank? Butter pecan. 
Wow, so we're split on both of them. So French vanilla, hazelnut, blank latte, butter blank, and toasted coconut. We're not sure whether, you know, you eat them by the handful or you sort them out by flavor. I think you just throw them out. That that seems disgusting. That kind All of, of jelly them. beans. Ugh. That Have you ever played the jelly bean game where they give you the same color, but one of them's popcorn and one of them's like banana, one of them's... Really hot cinnamon and one of them strawberry. Marquette, you, Marquette basketball there? actually played a pseudo jumbotron game for the however many fans are in attendance at Pfizer Forum, and they played the jelly bean game. That was their new idea. So I know, Theo John was playing like ginger versus, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Wrong, wrong flavor. There's like green apple versus grass clippings. Yeah. You have to figure it out, and that's <laughs> yeah. that one's tough. Because if you get uh, grass clippings, I don't know. Maybe it's like obviously the even... worst is like vomit and yeah. all that fun stuff. Ugh. So, so the caramel latte and the French vanilla, I could see being a butter pecan. I was a huge fan of the coffee when it first came out at Dunkin', and that was in my high school phase of sugary iced coffees and that kind of thing. I've tried to become more of a you know, coffee purist, as Zach mentioned. But it's not the first time that Duncan has something to do with jelly beans. Instagram user at Candy Hunting reminds us that 20 years ago, Duncan released cotton candy, watermelon, and grape jelly donuts in partnership with Jelly Belly. Now this, I can't get as much on board with. Cotton candy, watermelon, grape jelly, donuts. I can't, I don't see it happening. But maybe our next caller will have something to say or change the subject. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Oh, hi. This is Shelly. I just wanted to have a special shout-out to the non-NARPs, Molly, Rachel, Kendall, and Lizzie, I believe. Um, if you want must-see TV, stream on Marquette Track. Uh, watch them... Girls last night, phenomenal. Rachel, her pole vault, there was a runoff. She won. Uh, Kendall last week placed first, and the week before was second. Phenomenal. Uh, Molly, she placed first, too, and she jumped so very far. Lizzie was phenomenal. Yeah, we've definitely mentioned it before. We live with some athletic people, and thus we have NARP of the Week, a segment where they tell us how unathletic we are, basically. So thanks but for acknowledging yeah. their athleticism. Yeah, it's phen- it's great. So I just wanted to make sure they get mentioned every once in a while, too. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for keeping thanks us for on calling the in. here. Um, okay. Bye. Have a great day. Glad you're... Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, caller. Uh, we will have a great day. It seems like the connection just the connection just kicked off at the end of that one. I don't know. I don't know what that was. Um, yeah, no, we live with some athletic sorry, freaking people. I guess we don't mention it enough. There I it is. Guess. I think I think she's probably right. As a you know, as a third producer of the show today, I think we should probably mention them more um, because they were down at DePaul, as she mentioned last night. Um, four out of our, or four out of our, uh, no, three, three out, out of out our four four athletes, um, and, and Sydney, who's the NARP of the week. So this week, you got all five of our yeah. girls up in the up in the standings, up in the rankings. So I guess that's that. And Shelly is on the pulse, giving us not only the George Foreman, but also the news on Marquette track. So I'm sending out these tweets right now. We're going to take a quick break, get to our 
second best of games and grub type moment. And as Zach just hung up on his mother, remember the first time that we hung up on someone in the history of games and grub? That was the second. This was actually the first. We'll be right back. But it's a great day in Milwaukee. And hey, we made it. We made it here. We made it. We woke up pretty early. Unlike today. the other, the other bum that didn't, didn't quite. Yeah, Aiden is didn't out. quite figure out his stuff today. But Aiden is out. I am sick, but I am here. And Zach, well, I'm here. Zach oh, I'm Zach. in the building. So yeah, we're excited. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, Brian. We we put together a great show. Oh, we got a caller. We have caller already. already. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put him on. Caller, you are live. Hello? Yeah, am I on the air? Yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah, so this is Aiden Hatton. I just want to oh, apologize. Boo, get out of here. No, 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 no. Can't let me apologize? And you're not going to explain why I'm not there. Duty calls at the tour guide office. I would not call out sick today. I would be there. He could have figured out his schedule. We're dumping him. Goodbye. First one to be dumped on Games of Grove. Dumped. All right. Later. <laughs> First time we've ever dumped anyone on air. I wish we could have done it to a, to a couple callers in uh, past episodes. But that was the first time we've ever dumped someone on air. And I feel great it, for it, doing it. It I, makes me, I mean, I feel awesome. Feels, was, feels pretty electric, actually. Yeah, so Aiden just tried to call in and tell us that he it was his He tried to pretend fault. like he was on this week's show. Yeah. Like, he's not He's not here. This is our show. Do we crop him out on the podcast? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think, I think that's a real possibility. This, we here. might start a new, who knows? We might start a new podcast and it'll be Games and Grub. But the the S in Games is going to be a five. Just to, just to mess with it, just so Aiden doesn't get the credibility of, of having this show played on his on his radio. All seriousness, Aiden is our producer. It's it was tough. It was we're, tough. We're a little lost getting yeah, the show started. It was without tough him. getting the show started without him. Once once we were rolling, we almost know what we're doing. Yeah, we <laughs> we kind of get it. So way to go, Bridget. We absolutely knew what we were doing that day. I'm not going to lie. We knew everything we were doing. We were just being humble. Brian and I had a great show that morning. We did miss you. And currently we are without, we're Brianless. We're Brianless. That's a good uh, adjective. Which is a shame, but we're, we're going to try to get him to call in and then we can dump him in the middle of whatever. <laughs> oh, great. Whatever horrible the, take he has. Bus. Oh, great. Um, So it was uh, it was good to hear those voices on the phones uh, at 414-288-7091 and I guess you guys will stand by the take as much as uh, as much as I did for my cannoli take so this we're going to welcome him. on our next caller don't tell him we're going to okay. caller you're on the air hello this is Domino's Pizza I just pulled up out front I'll be at the front door in just a moment yeah, do you how you boys doing good how are you Brian doing well our third co-host Brian Gallagher Brian you got any uh, takes today do I have any take today? Yeah. Uh, St. Louis Blues fans as a whole are ugly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Brian. We were just uh, we just had a flashback to the episode where me and you hosted without Aiden for the first thirty minutes or so. No, that was the whole yeah, show. Was, the whole was, show. Aiden, was Aiden doing a tour guide thing that yeah. day? Yeah, well, I was he was working. He was working day. tour guide. So we were we we're kind of theorizing: is this okay that you're not here right now? I mean, I wasn't there last semester at all. <laughs> True. So, St. Louis Blues fans are ugly. What about... How is Bush Stadium? 
Give me a take. Bush Stadium, impressive. I like what they did with the place. <laughs> Beautiful commercial real estate around it. Yeah, you know, they, they instead of like putting up like too many team stores inside of the stadium, or at least what it looks like, instead of like crowding the stadium with all that shit, stuff <laughs> might be. Okay. They, uh, <laughs> okay, we're good. They, they kind of expanded like all that stuff that would be inside of a stadium, and it's in like the blocks around it. So uh-huh. it's kind of like the Milwaukee Bucks, but I, like like in the kind of the area they got going there in the Deer District. But I think it's a little bit better done in St. Louis. Maybe, got, maybe we can take notes up here then. Yeah, I got one question. No. The first, Go the first it. rejoin we did was the if you remember, uh, Aiden being the delivery boy. So remember getting the cannoli. Uh, from San Giorgio, and I ordered a pizza. Aiden was my delivery boy. You remember it. And I got Zach the cannoli, and he paid me back for it. But I had the pizza, and Zach got the cannoli as well. As a former, as a Domino's delivery driver yourself, do you think that I was the delivery boy in that case? No, you're getting pizza for yourself anyways. Delivery boy. Bye, Brian. All right, I guess that's... All right, so that's it for Brian. Um, Who would so have would cut you, him like that? Will we count? Will we count him as uh, the third guy to get dropped on the airwaves? No, I guess he was. Dumb. Yeah, I mean, just you, Shelly, and Brian. Yeah, three dumps. That he must have been running so, through some crazy, crazy stuff in, there. There was some winds there. He was in a wind tunnel there. I don't, I don't know fast. what was. I don't know what was going on. Um, this other great so. Coming back from that segment, um, we've teased some NBA stuff. We've teased some football stuff. One story that I loved getting, and you can kind of see how the NFL offseason is going because you know we're going to get into a cold spell in terms of sports and especially with the football. But one thing that one of the big dominoes to go through that we talked or dominoes. <laughs> speaking of dominoes and Brian, one of the things that we touched on last week was Carson Wentz's trade to the Colts and Wentz wore jersey number 11 with Philadelphia and with the Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. already has number 11 so we're going to play the numbers game there's actually two stories this week two that have to do with changing jersey numbers this first one comes from our friends in Indianapolis here's Michael Pittman Jr. talking about how Carson Wentz wanted to get number 11 with his new team. I spoke to him and he was just seeing like how how like locked in I was to um, 11 and I told him that I was locked in and he was like, that's cool, bro, because I'm probably going to switch anyway. I want to dissect this because Michael, that's Michael Pittman, courtesy of TMZ. The receiver saying that Carson Wentz called him up as part of his new team and said, hey, how you feeling on number 11? Like, are you locked in? And he said, I'm pretty locked in. Like, I'm, I'm going to stay. And he was like, yeah, that's cool, bro, because I think I'm going to change too. That's, that's a dialogue that happens in elementary school. Michael Pittman, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it, bro. And he was like, and Carson Wentz just goes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to change too. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. That's that's what happens if you ask you ask a girl out on a date and she's oh you got plans this weekend let's grab a cup of coffee or whatever and she goes oh sorry I I just got a lot of homework to do 
oh, that's fine. I, I, I was busy too anyway. That's that to a T. So Carson Wentz, uh, that, that's a pretty much blatant case of, of disrespect on Michael Pittman's part. And I'm not saying Carson Wentz deserves any you know, red carpet like Tom Brady did with, when Chris Godwin gave him number 12 in Tampa. I'm not saying that. Carson Wentz, he's not getting number 11 in Indy because Michael Pittman put his foot down. Do you think that's pretty much the same kind of idea where you ask, hey, what's up with number 11? And he was like, yeah, I'm pretty locked in, man. And he was like, no, that's cool. I'm going to change too. It's kind of a cop-out you know, answer on the back end. What, do you want him to force him to change the number? It was just, what would you I say? was really what surprised. I was really surprised to see the current number 11, Pittman. Maybe it's not that big of a deal for, for once. I mean, if he called him up, I mean, maybe he called every teammate like on his on his way to a new team, but it was just super surprising to me to see Pittman kind of put his foot down. And another guy who put his foot down, the second number, the second jersey number story, I think is even better. So this comes from ESPN, Port St. Lucie, where spring training's getting ready down with the MLB. The New York Mets are down in Port St. Lucie in beautiful Florida, along with our fourth roommate, Matt. Taiwan Walker, new newcomer, newcomer to the Mets from the Pittsburgh Pirates this year. He's taken a back seat to Mr. Met. So the Mets finalized his $23 million contract three years. Walker said, I was number 44 growing up, and I finally got it with the Mariners in 2016, Walker said. And then I ended up getting traded at the end of the year. I got traded to the Diamondbacks. Paul Goldschmidt, the all-star first baseman, was number 44. So I was like, all right, not going to get that again. So Walker thought to himself, what number can I wear that not a lot of people in the league have it? 99. He chose 99. So he wore number 99 in Arizona. And then I think the only way, he said, the only way I don't wear 99 is if I get traded to the Yankees. So it's all right, 99 safe bet. Let's do that. Because obviously Aaron Judge wears 99 with uh, Judge. And then, of course, last year, Walker gets traded to Toronto with the Blue Jays, and Hunjin Ryu wears 99. So it was like, all right, that worked out. So that didn't work out. I'm wearing double zero. So he wears double zero in Toronto. He's a very unorthodox number type guy. So something different again this year. He signs with the Mets this year. Mr. Met is double zero, so I just went back to wearing 99. So he gets to the Mets with double zero, realizes that Mr. Met is currently double zero, the mascot for the New York Mets for years and years and years. Mr. and Mrs. Met, and I think the kid Met now, lives under the Big Apple at City Field. What are they, point, point oh one and point oh five? <laughs> What are their numbers? It's <laughs> good, good question. I think Mrs. Met. We'll have to look up Mrs. Met. Mrs. Mrs. Met's jersey number. Zero zero. It's got to be point oh five and then point oh two five for the. You think kid. they give him a number less oh, yeah. than zero? That'd be pretty funny. I don't know. So Mrs. Met. I'm looking at a couple pictures here. Maybe triple zeros. So, they're both double zero. Okay. So that helps it out. You see, Mrs. Met has got the big, uh, puffy ponytail coming out, and. My my favorite athlete in the world, Marcus Stroman, he's number zero. So Mr. Met is double zero. Taiwan Walker wanted double zero, but he's not getting it. So 
husband and wife, Mr. and Mrs. Met, have the same jersey number, double zero. So that probably added on to Taiwan Walker's stress. He goes, damn, I want double zero. But two people, have, Mr. and Mrs. Met, have double zero. I can't take double zero from them. So he acquiesces to the mascots, goes back to wearing 99. Awesome story. The only previous Met number 99 was 1997 when Turk Wendell, according to baseball reference. So two different numbers games there. Michael Pittman doesn't give up 11 to Wentz, but Taiwan Walker acquiesces to Mr. Met. So how about a professional athlete? One doesn't succumb to the pressure of another professional athlete, but one succumbs to the pressure of a mascot. 414-288-7091. If you were, put yourself in, and I know we've played this game before, Zach, Put yourself in a professional athlete's position. Put yourself on any team, any sport you want. You can be you can be an ARP for the day, an athletic regular person. What would you do if a guy called you up, guy gets traded to your team, you're wearing number whatever. What would your favorite jersey number be? 18. 18. So let's say, oh, I love this example. Peyton Manning gets yep. traded to your team. Yeah, you're I'm, playing for I'm the- giving it up. You're giving it up. Would you sell your number? Would you keep it? Would you what give do you mean? it? Would you? Ask? You can sell. You can ask for money. I mean, you could ask. Hey, I'm get. I want to get a. No. I want to get a car out of this. No. I want to get a couple thousand dollars off of this. No. 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 You have respect for everyone. You should have respect for everyone in your sport if you're playing any. Like Tom Brady when he moved, people had respect. Whoever had twelve on Tampa Bay was just like Chris all Godwin. Right. That's why. Chris mentioned. Godwin's yeah. like, all right, that's fine. Have some respect. If they all right now, it's a different situation. If they're a rookie coming in, maybe he's got a cool story. Maybe he's got a uh, some reason he wants that number. If it's greater than mine, I'll give it to him. I I have respect for people's jersey numbers. I think it it can be very important to them. Eighteen, yeah, I'd like it. Doesn't change how I play. Doesn't change who I am. All right. So would you trade or so would you would you trash Michael Pittman then for not giving up number eleven to Carson Wentz? He might have a a. I don't know. He might be grounded more with that number than Wentz would be. He said he was pretty locked in, so I'm assuming he's got some sort of connection to yeah. it. So call us up, 414-288-7091, if you've got a jersey number story, if you would keep your jersey number story in any in any look, in any you know way of life. If Peyton Manning comes on your team or Tom Brady comes on your team or LeBron James says... Hey, let's. Hey, I want to take 23. I want to take 12. I want to take 18. What would you do? Next story, staying in the football landscape, a fun one, coming from J.J. Watt, who is, you know, a lot of these bigger stories around, especially the NFL world, have a lot of funny backgrounds to them because we've already gotten to Carson Wentz. That was a big trade, but you may not have heard about the whole jersey number scandal. The second one is J.J. Watt. He is one of the most coveted free agents right now in the NFL. We didn't talk about it on the show, but he asked for his release from Houston. So he's a free agent right now in the Wisconsin native, the uh, University of Wisconsin football alum. And he's been slowly getting on Twitter during his free agency. And one of his tweets from two days ago on Thursday at JJ Watt tweets in all, he's an all all lower caps guy, lowercase, excuse me, lowercase guy, midday naps, period, next line, 
loathed, loathed as a child, revered in adulthood. That's from 8.59 a.m., February 25th. So, this made waves. It's got 82,000 likes. Midday naps. Are you a fan or not a fan of the midday nap, according to J.J. Watt? As long as you uh, keep it within reason, under two hours. Under two hours. So, one of the biggest NFL insiders, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, hops on TV for a daily spot with Andrew Siciliano on the NFL Network. And he starts off, Siciliano asks him about J.J. Watt. He's the biggest story in the NFL right now, one of them. And we'll get to some other ones, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson and all that fun jazz. But he has to start off trashing J.J. Watt's tweet. And we'll play that clip right after, right this, after call. this first caller, or next caller. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, this is little sister Erin from Cape Cod. And I just wanted to call and ask what your thoughts were on Tiger Woods and if you thought that he was going to come back and play golf again. Great question. We haven't talked about it a lot. Uh, thanks for calling, Aaron. Tiger Woods, we were all obviously saddened to hear the story of his crash this week. Um, right down Aaron, what do you think? LA Highway. Yeah, let's get to your thoughts first. Um, I mean, I think that he's really determined, so he might come back. Erin potentially has a future career as a sportscaster. She wants to uh, get her get her opinions ready. Isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what a, what about um I'm assuming you've been listening for a while. What's the best uh story you think we've done and and what are your thoughts on it? I like I always like Narp of the week. <laughs> are you sad that neither of us won? No, I think that your friend earned it. 2 miles of running, I agree. I I think I was a little rash on my judgment initially. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to really really step it up. Do you have any ideas for me as your brother? Yeah, to, what do you think Aiden could do, do athletically do to get that, to an ARP of the week? That would get him there. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could start running, too. Maybe head Ooh. to the gym. Come back home and get on the Peloton. Yeah, get on the Peloton. I mean, maybe you can run home. That'll get him. That'll get him an <laughs> ARP of the week. I can run home. If I run home and I stay alive, I think I deserve it. <laughs> All right, so yeah, Tiger Woods, I think the final thought I would say is I think he will come back. This, maybe the rest of this, you know, we may not see him for this whole 2021. And, and obviously, he was already in uh, question with the Masters. It looks like that won't happen this year. Maybe not any major this year. But I think, as Aaron said, great point, Aaron. He's too determined. He's already come back from, frankly, much worse than this. So. I think we agree. I think we're in lockstep. Thanks for calling in. All right. Thanks for calling in. And have a great weekend. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. You know, Aiden, I think think it really depends on his injuries, on what actually happened with his legs and whether how many compound fractures he had and all the the medical mumbo-jumbo. Yep. But if he can, if he can stand on two two feet and if he can turn his body – I can see him com- coming back and and changing his swing completely for this. I mean, I, you you've seen it do him. You've seen He's him do it, it before, <laughs> and he'll do it again. 
if he if he is capable of it. For those that missed the story, uh, the jaws of life had to be used to get Woods out of his car, and it was a pretty serious crash. And he's had a couple leg surgeries this week, um, putting screws in and that and that type of stuff. So it was pretty serious, and we're just lucky to have him, lucky to have Tiger Woods alive. Obviously, that's the biggest thing. But he has come back from much worse. I think he has. I think, and especially after he had surgery uh, December, I believe, yep. uh, another knee surgery. Yep. And gosh, I don't even know. Or was it a back surgery? Oh, it might have been back in December. Well, now he's got them all going. So let's <laughs> see if these doctors can bring him back to cyborg level Tiger, and uh, hopefully he can come back and we can we can watch tar- Tiger be great again. We got another caller coming calling in. All right, caller, you're on the air. Aiden, what's happening, buddy? Uncle Chris, what's going on? Uh, just a gross, rainy, uh, nothing to do uh, day here in the east. So, um, snow melting away. Cover Snow's melting away. It's foggy. It's you know. Hopefully, we've got a lot of snow here in New Jersey. So, I'm hoping. Um, you guys are playing in like an hour or so. You're going to cover six and a half points against UConn. That's my first question. Oh, is that the spread here? I don't know. Coming off of a hot win at North Carolina. I think they they have it in them, and especially what we mentioned earlier with uh, Greg back in the starting lineup. I think there's a shot. It's it's no longer that that constant losing Marquette team in the middle of the season. <laughs> End of the season. So six and a half. Six and a half seems like a, a good number then. Yeah, I like it. So it's okay. at it's it's in Connecticut. Right? Book, so. book night scares me, but besides that, I think I'm pretty comfortable with that line. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree. I mean, book night is good, but. I mean, if you can beat Carolina. Oh, know? yeah, wait, no, we're at home. Marquette's at home today, sorry. So What? Six and a half at home? That's, so a, that's, a, lot at, of, that's a lot of points. It is at Pfizer, and it is on Fox. We're on Big Fox today. So Channel uh, Channel 6, I know, back at home. I don't know what it is. Or actually, it is 6 here in Milwaukee, too. Uncle Chris, what do you what do you think about how UConn is? I mean, we talked about it. Everyone talked about it before the season. How UConn entering the Big East has really changed the Big East this season. Great question. It hurts. Um, it hurts the Northeast schools. I don't know if it hurts, you know, the Marquettes of the world uh, or the Xaviers or the Butlers because they kind of recruit from a different, um, probably a diff, you know, geographically they're they're looking at different kids. But for us um, and for maybe Nova and Seton Hall, I mean, you know, Danny Hurley's gonna. He's going to go after kids um, locally, and he's going to get a lot of kids locally. I think he's a good recruiter, so it hurts those teams from that standpoint. From the league standpoint, I think uh, it's a good th- it's a good thing. UConn's going to bring um, good fans when we're all back. Uh, they always pack the Garden for the Big East tournament when that has fans back. So um, from the- it makes the league stronger. However, it hurts, I think, the Northeast teams um, a little bit recruiting-wise. So they just got to step their game up. I mean, you know, it's going to force guys to, you know, think a little differently on how they recruit and, um, you know, make everyone make everyone step up. So although I'm not a big fan of the UConn group of fans that used to be at the Big East tournament all the time, <laughs> um, <laughs> I I'll have to say that it's an overall good thing, I guess. What do you? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear you guys earlier, so I don't know what your take on it is. I'd be curious. To know. I think you're pretty much spot on from a recruiting standpoint for those Northeast teams, and especially you know those big market teams like St. John's and Villanova. They're going to struggle to and and Providence is a guy. You know, you obviously know of Ed Cooley. 
big-spirited coach. He, he, he ratchets his guys up in terms of attitude. Darren Hurley is kind of a similar personality where he can kind of get those guys to up the ante and kind of fire guys up. We, we have been looking for Wojo to do that, obviously, here in Milwaukee. But, you know, from a league-wide standpoint, it makes the conference better, obviously, from a basketball standpoint and more notable just from a you know public relations standpoint and, and perception standpoint. Yeah, I think he plays a, an up-tempo style of game, too, that uh, is appealing to a lot of recruits. So um, that's another thing that they have to you know challenge. They have a great facility. They, their on-campus facility is great. So, um, and I'm sure based on how they've done in the past and, and the, the success of the women's program, I would assume that their facilities, their practice facilities, locker rooms, all that kind of stuff, which is a big deal, I think they're probably really good, too. So um, <laughs> I would tend to agree. Yeah, I mean it's a big deal for recruiting. So they probably have you know world class facilities. So it's going to be tough, but I think that uh, everyone's games just got to ratchet it up. And if you can't, then well, you know that's too bad. <laughs> you know, that's, real, that's life. Real quick, you said you had one of the one of the big questions that we've uh, put out on our Twitter poll at GrubMUR and kind of going through a couple coffee stories. We have gotten to a big uh, Joe from Toronto called in one of our friends who mentioned that when you order your coffee, you should keep it to under a sentence or under two sentences, right? So Northeast, obviously, you'll still be a big Dunkin' guy. Do you have a go-to coffee order, and is it too complicated? Oh, come on. You you really think I'm going to – first of all <laughs> – He's like Joe from Toronto. <laughs> first of all, most of my coffee orders – until I started working from home, I would buy from the guy. Uh, it was a buck fifty uh, at a cart on the corner of Twenty Third and Park outside my office in Manhattan. And wow. let me tell you something: the cart guys have great coffee. Okay, great coffee. It's like the so, it's like the taco trucks yep. here in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, they're unbelievable. Actually, the food trucks in Manhattan. I mean, all that stuff is something I kind of miss, but. Um, so my my coffee actually, I didn't even have to open my mouth because I was such a regular that when I showed up, the guy just made my coffee and gave it to me, and I gave him the two bucks. That adds a whole new dimension to, to uh, our entire conversation because we were saying, business, man, I love it." It's you know, I, just, I listen. I, I would get there at you know probably ten minutes to six or ten past six in the morning. I'm a man of little words at that hour, so I just want, you know, <laughs> coffee, you know, milk, one sugar. That's it. And if I have to go to two sentences to order my coffee, I mean, just order it online. Because if I'm standing behind the person that's a two-sentence order when they're ordering coffee, I swear to God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say something to that person. <laughs> because that's re- It's coffee. People are coming to get coffee for a reason. They don't want to hear, you know, your, you know, two shots of this and double espresso that. You know what? Order it online Great and go point. to a different line. Okay? Yeah. I need my coffee in the morning. I don't need to hear you and all your little idiosyncrasies. That's my point. <laughs> Zach actually had the same online thought because you, like you said, you could write things down and you know have a read instructions type paragraph at an online order, but it just makes it. And it's a great point you bring up about you know why people are getting coffee because they're tired, <laughs> yeah. they're groggy, they don't want to hear your BS. They want to get in and get out. Yeah, I mean, don't be a poser when you're ordering coffee. It's coffee. 
You okay. and you and Joe from Toronto would have a have a great time at a coffee joint. I'll tell they you would, how much. They would have a nice black coffee, milk, sugar, yeah. sit and have a nice conversation. Sit and have a chat, right? Or get on with your life, move move on. You know, do something. I mean, come on. If you're really ordering a coffee that's got that, that much stuff, and you know what else? With all the stuff that's going into that coffee. It's probably, you know, 500 calories when you walk out. And then those people, those same people are like, gee, I can't lose any weight. Well, guess what? You just drink a 500-calorie co- cup of coffee, okay? So, you know, <laughs> walk around the block a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Chris, the, keeps, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait, I saw another, another poll because I, I, I logged on to your Twitter. It's, uh, it's pecan. And it's yeah, so, so the story was that Thank Duncan, the, the story that Duncan introduced uh, five different iced coffee flavored jelly beans. So butter, pecan, pecan, and caramel slash caramel latte were two of the five flavors. Ugh. Jelly beans? That's jelly what I said. And back and 20 years ago, it was part of the story, Duncan uh, partnered with Jelly Belly to have... Uh, cotton candy and watermelon flavored donuts, which I was not a fan of. No, no. You, you, you can you can get a little too far over your skis on some of this stuff, and I think Duncan's getting a little too far over the skis so, on that. So 0 for so. 2 on the marketing there. Yep, yep. And uh, last point, that pizza we had last week was unbelievable. I sent you the I sent you a couple photos on it. I hope you got them. I did. It was unreal. I did. So we didn't get to, get to it on air, but um, Speedy Romeo. In Brooklyn, yep. Um, the meatballs we we had an order, a side order of meatballs, which were fantastic. Came with like crusty bread that they sprinkled a little cheese on to serve with the meatball. Oh my god! Oh. And pepperoni pizza, out of this world. Anybody in anybody in and around the, the tri-state area, if you find yourself in Brooklyn, go to Speedy Romeo. It was awesome. National national line, international audience actually um, for our show because Joe from <laughs> Toronto called in today, so. I'm sure we wow, have some you guys are listeners. <laughs> you guys are global. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all thanks to you, so we appreciate it. All right, listen, I'm going to go log on to my DraftKings account and put some money down on Marquette. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we cannot we cannot make any legal promises. here legal here in New Jersey. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. You're you're, <laughs> yep. you're a lucky man. Yep. All right, guys. All right, we Enjoy appreciate it. Talk to you guys Enjoy. later. See you. All right. See you later. Bye bye. <laughs> We can that was, that was no financial advice on this uh, on this radio show. That was, <laughs> I, I that's that's one of the best. I mean, I feel like we say it every other week, but that was another great Uncle Chris call. He just always delivers, and him and <laughs> so Joe from talk. Toronto, him could, and Joe from would, Toronto could yeah. you know have a great cup of coffee, black coffee together because they won't nothing in it. Maybe they won't uh, they won't tick each other off on what they're ordering in line. So man, it adds a whole new dimension where you can say nothing. Order a coffee without even doing anything online. You could order online without saying anything. You could have a one-sentence blurb of what you want, and then you could have five sentences of what you want for coffee. So it is, it's really a full spectrum of uh, coffee orders. It really is, and it's kind of taken over the show. Thank you so much to the callers. The callers pretty much made the show today. We're at 11.53. We got seven or so minutes to go. The callers were awesome today. Bring that heat going forward, but I, I, I'm not going to you know, ask for much more than what we got today. And I didn't realize, thanks to Uncle Chris for bringing it up, so it's a six-point spread for Marquette today. They're, they're minus six because UConn... No way. 
No, no, no. That's sorry. I got the wrong. I got the yeah, wrong score. Um, so, two thirty Eastern, one thirty Central. Um, that's eleven thirty Central on, or excuse me, eleven thirty Pacific time for our California listeners. Again, we got a global audience, so um, hit us up there uh, from wherever you're at. So, UConn Marquette's, Marquette men's basketball coming up. So, I I misspoke. So, UConn is minus seven. I. Uncle Chris said it's down to minus six. So 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 Central on Fox. And he, he, you know, interrupted the J.J. Watt story we were doing about, and it kind of ties in as we lead into the end of the show about midday naps. And I wonder, obviously, you wouldn't have a midday nap with your two-syllable coffee, but J.J. Watt refuted, or excuse me, Ian Rappaport refuted J.J. Watt's claim that midday naps are, quote, loathed as a child, revered in adulthood. So here's Ian Rappaport going on NFL Network before he gets to a syllable, speaking of syllables, before he gets to a syllable of football analysis, he has to tackle, just like the grandma in Australia, he's got to tackle J.J. Watt's nap take. No, I I don't get anything from his tweet except the fact that he has the horrible take that naps are good when in reality for an adult a midday nap is terrible. Naps are awesome. Makes you feel worse rather than make you feel better. But anyway, as far as J.J. Watt, my understanding of where he is is... All right, so I won't get into the football analysis. Go ahead. Um, I've talked to a preschool teacher before who has mentioned that this is a prevalent issue in their lives that kids don't want to take naps during preschool However, if you're an adult or you're anyone else working at that preschool, you would love, love a midday nap. Like one of the top, top things you could do in the day is take a midday nap after dealing with kids for that long. So where, where does the switch come where you don't want, uh, is it when you're told to nap? Because I age? think that, that could be it. I think it's more of like a, if you're telling me to nap, I don't want to. But if I'm busy and I'm doing stuff all day and then I just pass out, hey, so be it. It's the same thing as a kid taking a shower. As a as a young boy, young girl, some I, especially I can speak for, you know, kids I grew up with. You would you would never want to, you know, oh, take a shower. No, no. Now the showers are, you know, the best place for people's thoughts. So we got a uh fan submission i'm a fan of a 10 minute nap especially in the afternoon so that comes for your mom so 10 minute nap in the afternoon i've met people um at marquette who can do like a six minute and then be Power, ready to yeah. go no the key so i can't I, I, i'm not one of those people is to keep it under 20 here's here's a, a combo between our two segments today you take a coffee down before the coffee hits you, you take a 20-minute power nap, and you're rejuvenated as you wake up to the coffee kind of hitting you, and it's, it's a perfect clash of waking up and feeling the coffee, and you're kind of just ready to get after it. You've been a big fan of the coffee nap years before you know we've ever mentioned it on air, and it's the first time you've, I think, mentioned it on air, but I've always been a little reserved about it because... I'm a guy who maybe it, maybe it's just placebo effect, but I think once I take that first sip, I'm actually feeling myself more rejuvenated. But uh, Andrew Siciliano, you hear him in the background of that Ian Rappaport takes in. Naps are awesome. Naps are awesome. And you can even it's it's obviously in video format. You can see him mouthing the words, "You're so wrong. You're so wrong." And he gets to his JJ Watt analysis. So JJ Watt, I think I'm gonna have to side a little bit with Ian Rappaport and say. Midday naps for me haven't always been good. It's it's been 
and maybe it's you know the Brian Gallagher effect of, and we joke about how Brian sometimes can take his naps to you extremes, know, extremes to, to, to four sleeps. hours. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've had a problem with that in the past. And I'm no, that's slowly... definitely an, that is definitely an issue. And if you can get over the hump of not napping for too long, set that alarm and make sure you wake up under two hours. It can't. I mean, as long as you're not waking up groggy. It can't really hurt your day. Or even if you do, the next 15 minutes, you wake up and you're ready to go. So what you said about the coffee nap gets you feeling rejuvenated. Some of the, you know, naps that I've taken, or most of the naps that I've taken, leave you more groggy groggy and and less rejuvenated Mm -hmm. after the nap, which has been my problem. So maybe it'll be a science experiment as we go on, but... That's are we are we looking at a midday nap after the show today? Yeah, that's very possible. Hey, maybe after the game and woke up after the game today. That's true. So we got we got a couple things on our plate, but that's gonna do it for us. We are gonna send it off with Milwaukee native Tyler Hero. But any final thoughts for the this is one of our best shows this semester. Thank you, and it's all because of the callers and obviously because of you as well, Zach. But the callers, we had the return of Joe from Toronto, Uncle Chris, my sister Erin. Uh, Shelly Passios shouting out the ARPs of our house, NARP of the week. Uh, Brian calling in from remote location. Um, Domino's Pizza, the whole nine. It was a great show. Any any final thoughts? Go Marquette. Go Marquette. We will see you next week on Games and Grub. Here is Jack Harlow signing us off. Have a great weekend, everybody. ones that hate me the most look just like me you tell me what that means make a slick comment and see what that brings i've seen it go down we can reenact things extreme like bmxing these boys in they bmxing people in the city see the movement occurring and say my god i want to be in that scene right you want to be in this scene she had the video trying to be in this scene used to fantasize about being this scene bluegrass girl but she got big dreams can't touch me, I got instincts Locked in the house, but I'm plotting things I brought a gang to the party with me Five white boys, but they not in sync What y'all think? Everything that you say about me